Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Balinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Balinska. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Balinska, and I'm so glad to have you here today. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining me today. If you are a regular listener, thank you for being back here again. I'm so glad to have you here. In today's podcast, I want to give you advice on Facebook ads. Now, this is one of those topics that I talk about on a regular basis. And if you've heard me speak live or you've heard me on any of my other training One thing I usually say is don't do Facebook ads, but I just really want to clarify this so then everyone understands exactly what I mean by that. I mean, Facebook ads is not right for everyone and Facebook ads are not usually the right thing to turn to as your first point of advertising. On top of that, most people who are running Facebook ads are doing it completely wrong and in that case, just wasting a whole lot of money. So when I do talk about not doing Facebook ads, I am not talking about not doing them ever, but I do like people to hold back from just running an ad for the sake of it. Now, if you're listening to this and maybe you've tried some Facebook ads before and people have told you that they're guaranteed to work and you still want to give it a go, then keep listening because in today's podcast, I'm going to be going over the eight main tips I want you to take into consideration when running a Facebook ad. Now, over the last six months or so, there's been a lot of changes for Facebook and we do know that with all of these changes comes big things for especially e-commerce stores. It is making it a lot harder to run ads successfully, but it's also making it easier in other ways. So there's certain things about Facebook ads where there's more transparency. So we do understand more about what's going on, but there's also areas that make it a little bit harder when it comes to people not liking Facebook ads to a certain degree. My team at Just Ask Parker have been running ads successfully for our clients for quite some time. And I wanted to share with you the top eight ways that you can run better Facebook ads and get better results than you've been getting in the past. So I've taken all this from things that we're doing, things that we've been learning about the Facebook ad platform over the last six months or so. And here is a list of very specific information, especially for e-commerce stores. So the first thing I want to say before I get into the actual top eight tips that I've got for you today, the first thing I want you to understand is that Facebook as a platform is very, very protective over user experience. So that is over the people that you're trying to advertise to. And they've always been very protective of this, but now more than ever, the the protective layer has really, really enclosed and it's so tight. And they do this because they don't want people leaving Facebook and not being happy with the platform overall, just because of your ads. Now it might not be you in particular, but there's a lot of people out there running really spammy, scammy sort of ads that are clickbait. So ads that are saying one thing and they really mean something else or sending you to websites that you don't really want to go to, all sorts of things are going on. And 
as a user of Facebook, if you're on Facebook and that happens to you, you're not going to be happy. And then all that there is, is that there's a backlash against Facebook running ads. So Facebook wants to make money. They want to be able to offer ads on their platform, but they also need the users to enjoy the experience. Otherwise, there's no point running ads because there's no one there to look at the ads. So understanding that and really keeping that at the forefront of your mind. And this is one thing myself as someone who sets up ads, someone that runs ads for my own business. There's been a lot of times when I get frustrated with Facebook thinking, oh, I can't believe that they did that to me. I'm paying money to be on their platform. They should have more respect for me because I'm paying for the ads. But then if you understand it from that point of view of what's going on, then you really can understand why it's important that they have a certain level of integrity to stick by. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about today as one of the top tips is stop expecting people to buy from you on first entry to your website. So seeing an ad and then clicking and then buying from your website. It's so important that you lose this expectation because this is where most e-commerce stores fall down when they're trying to set up an ad. They have seen a Facebook group where someone puts up a post and says, oh, I'm running ads and I spend $5 a day and I make $400 a day in sales. You can do it too. And so the expectation of the e-commerce store owner is so high and then this doesn't actually work. So because it doesn't actually work, the um, return on investment that you're expecting is not realistic. So there's a few things that you can do to make sure that um, you change this and you can have a better outcome by making sure that you've got a few things in place. So thinking about the fact that the buyer, the, the lead is not actually a buyer straight away, it makes you realize that you do need to do some things on your website to make sure that that person coming to your website, while they might not buy straight away, that is someone who is still a lead from your ads. So a few things that I think about is retargeting ads, making sure you have your retargeting ads set up. I can tell you 70, 80% of our clients that come to Just Ask Parker run Facebook ads or get try to get people to their website and they don't have any retargeting ads set up at all. This is terrible because what you're doing is you're paying a large amount of money to get someone to your website and then you're losing them and you're not doing anything to keep that person coming back to your website. Retargeting ads are cheaper than ads. So why would you not want to get back in front of that same person who's already shown interest, getting them back to your site a second time? It takes seven to 15 times for a person to buy from your website and not just from your website. It takes seven to 15 times. It used to be seven times, probably 15 years ago. Now they're saying it's about 15 times. There's no exact calculation at the moment, but up to 15 times of someone seeing your ads, hearing from you, understanding what you're selling until they buy from you. If you think about it like that, why are you running one Facebook ad or any other ad in that instance and their person coming to your website and not buying and you blaming the fact on the ad not working? No, your process is broken. So make sure you set up your retargeting ads. Now, we always recommend to run Facebook retargeting ads, and we also always recommend perfect audience ads as well. Now, perfect audience, we do that at Just Ask Parker for you. We'll set up this whole platform for you. 
it is another advertising platform. And where it's different is that they can put ads on the Facebook network, they can put ads on the Google network, and they also put ads on a lot of other platforms that are not part of Google or Facebook. So for instance, a website like Oprah.com might not have a Google ad account. They might not be showing Google ads, but they might be showing other ads. So Perfect Audience links into that network and will show your ads on those other platforms. So if you're selling golf equipment, you're more likely to get onto all the websites that have something to do with golf by being across Perfect Audience and on Facebook for your retargeting. Now, the thing is with Perfect Audience is that you need to get at least, I think, 300 visitors to your website before they actually turn on your retargeting ads. So one thing that I recommend is doing this immediately because a lot of people wait until the last minute and say, okay, tomorrow I've got a special promotion. I'm going to set up my perfect audience account. And then they realize that they needed to have 300 people first to their website. So the retargeting ads are not kicking in anyway. So set it up immediately get that going. And then your 300 count can start growing. For some people, it's in a few hours. For some people, it's in a few weeks. For some people, it's a few months. But get that set up. You do not pay anything to perfect audience until they start running your retargeting ads. So it's completely free to do. The next thing you want to think about when you're running an ad and you're getting people to your website is how are you collecting their email address? Can you collect their email address in some way? Putting a pop-up that just says, sign up for our newsletter sucks. That's not a way to go. So do not run any pop-ups that have sign up for our newsletter. Probably 80 to 90% of people that come to Just Ask Parker, we do website reviews for people where we'll actually go through and we'll um, audit your website on why you're not getting sales. And seriously, 80, 90% of people are doing this still. They're still running these pop-ups that say, sign up for my newsletter. When was the last time you signed up for a newsletter? It's probably never been, or it's probably on a very specific website that you do it. Generally speaking, people don't want to be on your newsletter. They want something, what's in it for me. They want to know that they're going to be getting value for themselves. Being on a newsletter makes them think they're going to get some rubbish like you do in your post box at home. So give them a reason, give them an understanding that they're going to be getting value from you a coupon code. They're going to be getting VIP access to certain things on your website. They'll get first choice over limited edition stock, things like that. So collect their email addresses. There's also that spin to win challenge on at the moment where people have the pop-up and it's a spin to win. They are fantastic. I had Omnisend, who is an email marketing system, speaking at my last event in London with me, and they were saying that they're seeing huge results with their spin to win compared to a normal pop-up. But the trick is you don't run that spin to win all the time. You have to have it on and off at different times. So that is definitely another way to collect email addresses. You also want to try to get people to sign up for push notifications. Push notifications are very, very important right now. They're working really well. 
It means that notifications come through onto phones, onto laptops. People are seeing these notifications. Uh, Firepush.io, they're a really good one. They have their own push notifications app and this is really making a huge difference. So make sure you've got this. If you don't have it, then don't question why people are not getting notifications from you. Oh, why don't people know I've got a special sale on today? What did you tell them? How did you tell them about it? Oh, I didn't. That is such a common thing I hear from people all the time. So make sure you are always trying to get people to sign up for emails, sign up for notifications, however you can. Another thing that you can do is create amazing abandoned cart emails with discounts in them. Make sure you've got great copy. Make sure they're eye-catching. Now, the thing is, I cannot tell you how often it is that someone says to me, oh yeah, I've got a abandoned cart set up because Shopify comes with it built into their system. And it's fantastic that it does come built into the system. And it's fantastic that it's instantly set up for you. But those push notifications are so generic because Shopify are not able to customize that email for every single store. So they have to make it generic because they're never going to be able to help everyone with the way it's set up. It just doesn't work like that. So they've set up the system, but the whole idea is you have to jump in there and change those emails. Now, for some businesses, that generic one that comes with Shopify, the the Shopify system, the generic system is good enough. You just jump in there and change some text on those messages. However, I also recommend that you sign up for um, another system like Omnisend actually has a built-in where they will send those abandoned cart emails on your behalf. And then what happens is you can customize them in any way you want to. And we always recommend the first one or two are just, hey, come back and buy. Maybe you forgot about what was in your cart. And then the next thing you want to do is offer a discount on the third email, we usually say. But if you're anything like eBay, They will send you emails, not three times. They send you email after email after email. Go and put something in your shopping cart in eBay and see what happens after you've done that. You will get emails constantly until you turn that off. So there's actually no limit. We always recommend at least three, but keep going. Keep giving people emails. It's another touch point to get them back to your shopping cart. So now if you've got all of those things in place and we're thinking about, we're still on tip one. So if we're thinking about the fact that we're not expecting people to buy on first entry, and if you've implemented all of those ideas that I've just given you, all of them, don't just pick one or two, you need all of them. If you implement all of those and now you run an ad on Facebook and you get someone to your website and they don't purchase from you first time, You have got all of these different touch points to get them to purchase from you at a later date. So this actually means that your return on investment is a much better return on investment than it would have been without implementing these extra steps in between. So for instance, I'm going to give you an example. If you have a t-shirt brand and your average cost for a t-shirt is $9 and you sell it for $18, so you make yourself $9 profit. Let's say that your ad cost per click for the click is $1. For example, this is very sort of a generic amount. It can be much lower. It can be much higher. Let's just say it's $1 for argument's sake. And you've got a $1 click. You need to get at least a 15% sales conversion to actually pay off the ads that you're running. Now that's actually really high. When you think about it, the average sales conversion is actually between two and 6%. So now we're asking you to have a double 
profitable sales conversion without having all of these extra things in place. Like you don't have good reviews. You don't have these other things in place. You don't have regular um, people coming to your website. We're just talking cold traffic. You need to have a 15% sales conversion. So by having those steps in place that I spoke about before, you're able to maybe not get your sales conversion to 15% at the front end, but on the back end, you can bring that up. So it's very important that you need to use all of those tips that I gave you. Go back and listen to this again, put them all into place, and it will help you get that sales conversion that you need. The other thing you need to think about is having an upsell. Maybe you're selling this t-shirt and you're making $9 profit on it. Can you have some sort of upsell? There's all sorts of apps on Shopify where you can add an upsell offer. So if someone comes and they buy a t-shirt, now you can upsell them. Hey, do you want this other t-shirt for an extra only $5, for example? And then you might make an extra dollar or two, which means that your profit margin actually rises just by getting that person to buy another product from you. So by doing all of these things, overall, you actually get a much higher return on investment by making sure that you have these steps in place. So that is tip one. It's a big one, but it's very, very important that before you run any ads, that you have all of those um, steps in place between running an ad and someone actually finally buying from you. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the cost of your ads and understanding how much your ads cost. Now, There's different reasons why ads cost different amounts. It's not like the old days when you used to run a Google AdWords ad. You used to be able to put up an ad and say, okay, my cost per click is going to be $5. And then you have a look and you say, okay, well, they're saying that some people are paying more, so I'm going to put mine up. And you just outbid everyone else. That's all you had to do. Didn't matter about anything else. If everyone was putting in bids for $5, you put in a bid for $10. And then you would always be seen at the top of the Google ad area because you've outbid everyone else. Facebook ads don't work like that. So you really need to understand that this is um, a completely different way. They've got special algorithms. They look into so many things. And like I told you at the very beginning, the thing that they're really, really concerned about is user experience. So how the actual user is experiencing Facebook. So they have to take a lot of things into account. And a few things that they look at is your history on your Facebook ads in your ad account. So if you've run ads before from the same ad account and there were spammy ads and they were really, um, really bad ads and they were doing, um, sending people to bad pages and things like that, then chances are they're not going to like you and they're going to charge you a lot more for your ads or maybe not even run them at all. It also matters of what your Facebook business page is doing. What's the history of that? Are you getting lots of likes and comments? Are you getting people interacting with the page? The more you get interactions on your business page, the better off your Facebook ad is because what Facebook is saying is, hey, we're looking at your page. People like you. People like what you're doing. So they're going to like your ad too. If you're getting a whole lot of negative comments on your Facebook business page, then Facebook is going to say, hang on, there's something wrong with this business. We don't want to run their ads to people because people are not even liking their page and they're leaving a lot of bad comments. So you need to understand that that's really important. And what you need to see is that if someone's been around for a really long time and they're getting a lot of success, 
on Facebook and they've got a lot of good comments and then you come along as a new business and you've had a few negative comments already, then Facebook is going to look at the two businesses and they're going to give priority to the business who's got a lot more success than you. So that's that's first of all the first thing you need to understand. It sucks, but that's the way the business is run. So there's a few things that you can do to help you. Maybe you have to change your ad account. Maybe you have to change your Facebook page. There's been many cases of Facebook ads running and the conversions have been $5 each and then suddenly their page is hacked and they get charged $50 for that same conversion. And that's because Facebook sees things like this and to them it's a problem. So there's a few things that you can do to help you. You might have to change your page. You might have to um, change your ad account. Uh, That's the extreme end of it. But if you're just starting out and you're new and you don't really have any interaction with your Facebook page, a good thing to do is actually run some boosted posts. And last week, Chloe was on uh, the podcast and she actually spoke. She didn't really speak about it in much detail, but she mentioned boosted posts are really there to let Facebook know that you're doing something. They want to know that you're interacting and it's not really the best way to run an ad, but in cases like this, It's a good way for Facebook to see that you're getting, um, you're starting to run ads and they can see the sort of interaction that you're going to get. So you might run a boosted post and you get, you know, a whole lot of likes and you get a whole lot of comments on it. And then they say, okay, well, great. We're going to let them, when they run ads, we're going to give them a higher priority. So that's a good way to start off. Run some boosted ads on your Facebook page before you start running actual ads. Tip number three is about running different ads to your different audiences. I can't stress this enough. If you go to uh, Just Ask Parker slash blog, you will see that I've just done a blog post in the last week talking about understanding the perfect audience. And this is a very big area that people do not realize how important it is. It's a foundational part of your business. If you do not understand your audience, you pretty much can't do anything in business because it it affects so many different parts of your business. So go and read that blog post. I've got a video there. I've got some training there to help you understand your audience. I don't want to go through it now because it's a quite a a big topic on its own, but I just want you to understand why this is important. Let's say for instance, you're running an ad and you're selling health supplement drinks, for example, protein shakes or something like that. When I talk to clients like this, they always tell me, yeah, my audience is everyone. Or they say, my audience is people that want to be fit. Well, that's a very broad audience. Let's break that down. And I'm just going to give you two ideas of two different audiences there. One of those audiences might be women who are 40, who have had a baby and they want to get back to their pre-baby body. Another audience might be men who just want to get buff. Now, those are two very, very different audiences. And there's quite a few other ones that you can have in between. And if you go and watch the video on my blog post, I will explain that in more detail, but your audience is actually broken down into separate audience ideas, separate audiences inside your business. Now running a Facebook ad, if you don't have this broken down, you're going to be paying more for your ads because you're sort of reaching out to a whole lot of people and your message is not clear. So then your ad cost goes up because the audience doesn't understand. It's not in, um, it's not an ad that is actually relevant for the people that you're sending it to because you're just sending one message to everyone. 
So you might run an ad and run ads to women who have a baby and like yoga. And that's one audience of uh, the type of people. And you'll run a certain ad copy to them. So certain text in the ad and a certain picture. And then you're going to run a different ad to these men who want to get buff. You're going to send them a different picture and you're also going to send them completely different writing. So you're not going to be saying a general ad, hey, do you need to lose five kilos after having that baby? Because men who want to get buff are just going to ignore that. That's not relevant to them. So making sure you break your audience down into separate segments is so important for your Facebook ads and really break it down where even women, you've got women who have just had a baby in that instance, and you've got women who have never had a baby, put them into two different categories because you're going to be speaking to them differently. Go and watch the video on my blog post and it will go into more detail for you there. And you can find that at justaskparker.com slash blog. Just go down to the bottom of the page and there's a um, blog button at the bottom there and you'll find that post. Number four, uh, the tip number four is choose one day conversions unless you have a massively powerful retargeting campaign on the back end. But if it's sort of average, a one-day conversion is all you need on Facebook ad. A lot of people ask me, do I choose the three-day or the one-day? Just go for the one-day. The three-day is um, not really relevant when you're doing sort of average price ticket items on Facebook ads. Tip number five is your user value is massively important. So this used to be your ad quality and it used to be the relevance score. But what they actually mean is the after-click experience. Now, an after-click experience, this means someone sees your ad, they decide to click on it, then what happens to them after that? Facebook can tell because of the um, tracking pixel what that person has done and exactly where they've been for how long and what their next move is. So if someone clicks on your ad, they go to your page and then they click back straight away. That's really, really bad news. And Facebook actually will charge you more money and not show your ads as often if that is happening all the time. Because what Facebook sees from that is, oh, this ad must be really bad or this uh, is not relevant to this person because they're clicking back. So Facebook can even see if someone clicks on something, clicks on the next thing, clicks on the next thing, they could go three different clicks into your website and then come back to Facebook and Facebook will take that as a bad sign as well. So there's two ways to fix this that work for e-commerce. One way for e-commerce is having a video on your product page that engages with people. So have people land and then have engagement. So even if they don't end up purchasing from you and they do click back to Facebook, the longer you can keep that person on your website, the better it is in the eyes of Facebook. So if someone clicks on an ad, comes to your website, and then two seconds later clicks back, then that's bad news. But if they click and they stay on your webpage for two minutes and then click back, that's actually seen as a better sign. So Facebook take that takes that all into account. So have a great product video on your product page to engage people. It might be a funny video. It might be a video about the product. It might be um, how to use a product, whatever it might be. Product videos will really help with the engagement on that page. The next thing is maybe you want to set up a lead magnet. Now a lead magnet would be if someone comes to your website and I spoke about before health supplement drinks, um, they might come to your website and you're trying to sell them the drink, but you can actually capture their email address with a download my six day plan for eating healthy as an example. 
And what you want to do is what people usually recommend is that someone gives you their email address, they click to a thank you page, and on that thank you page it says go and check your email to get access to the download. But what we're learning from Facebook, they want to know how people are actually um, engaging with your page. So a good idea is to keep people on the page and reading that download straight away because sometimes people go to their email, their email's not there yet, and then they go back to Facebook and then you've lost them that way. Um, So having that download where people can look at it straight away is a good idea. It's not 100% necessary, but it's just a good way to keep people from going back to Facebook too quickly is keeping them there reading that download. So that is a good help for you as well. Tip number six is always choose lowest cost bidding and let Facebook choose your bidding amount. So don't cap your ad cost per bid. You can cap a daily amount. You can cap a, um, a overall spend, but don't cap the actual cost per click. Let Facebook choose that for you. And the reason for that is because if you cap it at $1 and then you might during the day, let's say from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m., it might be $1.20. And then from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., it might be 40 cents. But if you cap it at a dollar and then Facebook goes, okay, they've capped it at a dollar, but we wanted to spend a dollar 20, we're not going to show their ads now. We'll only show it later. So they work out just over the day the best cost for you. But by capping it, then you can miss out on a lot of traffic. So we don't recommend that you um, choose the amount. Let Facebook choose it. Just choose lowest cost bidding. Tip number seven is about testing your ad copy and testing your ads. And it's a really good idea when you want to do this, to do this in a way where um, Facebook actually uses your post that you have created, your first ad post, and it uses that across all the different ads. Because what this means is that, you know, sometimes when you're on a Facebook ad and you see this ad has had 10,000 comments and you're like, wow, how did they get 10,000 comments or 5,000 comments on this one ad? What it actually is, is that they've copied the post ID from the first ad into the next ad and they've used that same post ID across the different ads. And what that actually does, it means that when Facebook shows that second ad, which you're testing the different information on there, it's taking their comments that have been left on the post ID. It's using those comments in the next ad. Now, we don't know if Facebook's going to keep this available forever, but they do do this at the moment. So you really do need to use this. It does make a big difference. And you can do this on videos. You can do it on normal um, posts as well. But you can find this by going into the post. You find that you create one ad and then you click see ad creative. You need to see the ad creative and then you have to choose with comments, the ad with comments. So there's going to be ad and then ad with comments. So you want to choose the one that says ad with comments and you want to grab that post ID from that creative um, when you see that ad creative and you use that when you go on to the next ad, it says, do you want to use a post ID and you paste it there? So then you can use that same one. That is how you actually go about doing it. But at Just Ask Parker, we do all of this for our clients. So we can take care of this. If you want to run multiple ads, we can actually jump in there and do these things for you. And then you're able to run three different ads and the comments that are left under one can be used for the next one. Now, 
You don't want to do this for completely different products. If you've got one product that is a blue car and then you've got a green motorbike, you can't do it because the comments are not going to match up for those two different things. So make sure that you're selling the same product and um, then it works really well for you. Now, my last tip before we finish up is about checking out your competitors. This is a great one and a lot of people don't know about this yet. This all came about when Facebook realized that they had to be more um, open about what's going on. So if you go to any of your competitors' Facebook pages and down the side, if you're on a normal computer, down on the left-hand side at the bottom, it says info and ads. And if you click on that, you can see all of the ads that your competitor is running at the moment. So sometimes I'm based in the Netherlands at the moment and it will say uh, there's no ads in your country, but just choose from the drop down the country, usually USA, and you can see what ads are being run in different locations. And that will help you understand what your competitors are doing. You can see what ads they're running. You can see what photos they're using. You can see what copy they're using, and you can start to get an idea of what is going on out there. Now, there's a good part and a bad part to this. The good part is you get to see your competitors' ads and the bad part is they get to see yours. But there's not much we can do about that. Make the most of it. Go and check out your competitors. See what ads they're running. Get some ideas of what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing and it'll help you be more successful with your Facebook ads. So I hope that I've given you a lot of food for thought. I hope I've given you a lot of ideas of what to do. There's still other things that you need to understand, like your location and choosing your audience correctly. Um, there is a lot to Facebook ads, but what I can say to you upfront is please don't just go and run a Facebook ad without understanding all of these tips I've given because There's a lot of people out there trying to make out as if it's super easy to run a Facebook ad and that you're going to get success. But if you don't understand how much it costs you to run an ad, and if you don't understand how much money you need to spend to get the sale based on the price of your product, then you can end up losing a lot of money. So I don't want you losing money for no reason. I want you to think about it. I also recommend coming and using the services at Just Ask Parker. We'll do a full website audit for you. By doing that audit, we can actually tell you other areas you're going wrong. For instance, maybe you don't have a chat feature on your website. Maybe your website's not easy to understand. Maybe your products are not set up properly. Maybe you need to fix your images. There's a whole lot of things that you could be doing wrong on your website that even getting the traffic to your website, no matter how much time you spend getting the the traffic there, you might never get a sale based on other things wrong with your website. And we probably see, it's actually 100% of people that have used our audit review have actually had at least five things they need to fix. And then probably about 80, 90% have had at least 15 things that they need to fix on their websites that we recommend doing before you do anything like ads. So While your website might look great, while you might have done a great job and all your friends and family think it's great, you need to understand that there's a lot of things that go into a marketing strategy for e-commerce that you need to get right before you start running ads or before you can expect sales to come through. And getting these things right, these are foundational parts of your business. Doing this properly means that you're going to have more success long term and you're not going to be wasting money on Facebook ads or other advertising for no reason. 
So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to having you on the next podcast next week. And if you've got any ideas of something that you'd like me to discuss as one of the episodes, please let me know. Or if there's anyone you want me to bring onto the show to talk about something else, like Pinterest ads we'll be doing soon and talking about different parts about social media, we'll be covering a lot of different things in the coming couple of months. If there's anything in particular, please let me know. Otherwise, come and join my Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I'd love to hear from you inside my Facebook group and I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.